beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. My fellow followers of Jesus and future followers of Jesus, welcome back to the I Like Birds podcast. If it's your first time here, welcome. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday, and the door is always open for you to jump in. On this episode, this is the episode you're going to want to hear every word of because, man, it is so special, so powerful, and you can just see how real God is and how faithful and how good and how he just answers prayers left and right and how right now he's moving bigger than I can even understand. The Holy Spirit was also moving on this episode. We talk about so many God moments that happened while I was spending some time in Colorado from having breakfast with my pastor to new listeners reaching out to new Bible seekers to prophetic dreams. Your boy actually had one. Let's go. Uh, great talks with family, great talks in general, and a true blessing from God. I can't wait to share everything with you guys. This is going to be my favorite episode. I'm so hype. All right. I told you guys on Put On For Jesus Part 3, it was a long episode, so if you didn't hear this part, I understand, that uh, I told you guys at the end that I was having breakfast with my pastor the day that I would leave for Colorado, right? So let's back it up, right? A few nights before the breakfast, I was in the group chat between my Connections pastor who baptized me and my executive pastor that is just a monster on stage, and his name is Pastor Tommy Brandon. So seriously, guys, I get so nervous when I talk to him because I look up to him a lot. And some of you guys know me really well. I don't get nervous talking to people. But dude, he's legit been a strong reason why I am pursuing Jesus the way I am and actually know about Jesus the way I do. And man, he's just got some juice up there and he's got some juice off stage too. Like that guy is not only a great pastor, he is a great man. And he's one that I kind of strive to be like, you know, one that intimidates me because man, there's just levels to this, you know, and he's just on a different level. And so I'm nervous messaging him about breakfast with little old me, right? I was like, man, he's going to get breakfast with me on a Monday morning, dragging him out of bed a little extra early to come meet me to talk about how I can be a bigger part of his church. You know, I was like nervous and how I could be an assistance to them. If he can kind of take me under his wing, if I can kind of watch how he moves, like I'm going to study him for the next two years. And so I feel like God wants me to ask him good questions, wants to just be intentional. And I feel like it's for the greater good of not just my life and Tommy's life, but it's important for the kingdom, baby. Uh, it's essential for the future ears who hear what we have to say about Jesus. And that's kind of what ministry is. So I'm asking basically at this breakfast to help me be better, help me learn, help me grow. And not just at the breakfast, it's just like from here on out, I'm basically telling them like, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for whatever the church needs. I'm doing an internship with you guys. Uh, like, I just want to, I want to pursue this even harder. And then we talked about, I like birds a little bit. We just, uh, so I'll tell you guys about the breakfast and whatnot. But man, I'll tell you guys, this is kind of funny. I was so nervous messaging him, like in the group chat. I Googled if I should capitalize pastor. I was like, is it a big P or a little P? <laughs> And I just, I thought about each response so carefully because man, I just really care about this next step in my life. And I was so excited, like going to sleep the night before it was like when you're a kid and you're excited about Christmas or when you're going on a trip that I barely got sleep. But guess what? Your boy woke up refreshed and ready. Why? Because God is good. 
all right? And then so I head down to the breakfast, and actually my uh, the executive pastor, uh, my connections pastor, Dustin, he he couldn't make it, and he was like, feel free to go without me and whatnot. And I was like, all right, that's probably better just for me and Tommy to just really get in it, right? So, uh, like, it just worked out well. Uh, I told Tommy, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still down with you are, and then he was down for Monday morning, so... Here we are, man. And so I head down to breakfast and man, we just really got in it, right? We got deep. Uh, we got truthful with one another. We joked, we laughed. He shared some really powerful words with me and man, it just felt great. And he just lifted me up. He gave me encouragement and he helped boost my spirit about pursuing ministry. He also told me about the program that I was going to it was amazing. And he like, you know, he was supportive of that. And uh, he talked about other people that went through it and like what it's done for them. And he's like, it doesn't promise you a job, though. And I was like, of course not. Of course not. You got to do it's politics, too. You know, you got to you got to meet the right people. And God moves you where he wants you to be at and whatnot. So I understood that. And I was actually hype about that. Uh, he prayed over me. He gave me some good advice. And then he went uh, we went to the parking lot and he actually invited me to speak at man's night. So I've been a couple times, they always have like a guest speaker and the guest speaker is usually pretty, uh, gives like a testimony and it's a really cool experience. You can just get, get to hear from other people in the church and whatnot of like what God's done for them or has done and whatnot. So one time this guy gave um, a really good one about like uh, God providing in a big financial way and it was just really cool because you're like, man, that was just, that really was God. It wasn't you, you know? So it was just it's super cool that I, he gave me the opportunity to say yes, to speak at man's night and I'm like, yeah. If I could talk to a good amount of people about Jesus, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. Especially like that's what I want to do for a living. So it's like a great opportunity to kind of get my foot in the door and just kind of have people at the church kind of know who I am uh, through that. So I'm excited for that. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm stoked, man. And I feel like I can have some rent for it. I kind of prepared really quickly. So uh, what a breakfast, right? Like what a breakfast. And uh more on that later because something else happened because of that breakfast or, or maybe not because of the breakfast. Maybe it was just God, but whoa, uh, more on that later. So my Jesus loving mother-in-law, sister-in-law and wife, we all head to Colorado and have some great talks about God in the car. And dude, I think you guys will agree with me that talking about God is the best thing to talk about. I personally feel the Holy Spirit is present when you do that for an extended period of time. And once you stop talking about God, it's like you get kind of a little bit of a high. You're like, whoa, that was deep and changed me. And that's Jesus, man. That's Jesus deep and changing you for the better, the much better. Can I get an amen? All right. Hallelujah. And on the way to Colorado, this is very interesting, y'all. So listen up carefully. On the way to Colorado, one of my best friends in the world, Olivier, uh, he texts me what I'm about to read you guys. He texts me, I miss you, brother. Please say a prayer for me tonight as I am in need of them. The enemy is trying to attack me, and I know the Lord will see me through it. I love you. Okay. Uh, first of all, me and Olivier are best friends, but we don't really talk as much as we should. Uh, we go big uh, lumps of time without talking to one another. And it's not uh, it's not because of any reason. We just That's kind of who we are. We just kind of do our own thing, and when we come together, we pick up where we left off, and we just we have a great friendship, you know? So this text hit me hard because it was random. And it was on the way to Colorado. It was like, I knew that when I went to Colorado, I knew something spiritually was going to happen like deep, you know, as you guys heard me mention on the uh, last episode. And it just made me, when he sent that, it made me pray hard. It made me pray hard, like with faith, like with, with, with boldness. And I told my family in the car to pray for him. And I also text some mutual friends of ours to pray for our boy, Ollie. And they text me back like, 
almost immediately, is he good? Is he good? And, you know, I was like, yeah, he just needs some extra prayer right now. He didn't really go into specifics, but let's just say some prayers for him tonight. And then, so they said, we'll do, we'll do, you know? And then, uh, and then, uh, so he texted me that and I told him I was going to pray for him, of course, specifically for him. And then I also sent him episode 20 to listen to about us having authority over the devil. And he listened to it. He loved it. And he said he needed that. And then he asked for prayer again, right? I already told him I was going to pray for him. He asked for it again, meaning he was desperate for God's hand to get him away from the enemy. Three days later, I had a dream, which is so interesting because I don't dream very much, if at all. And I asked God in the last few weeks, actually, to specifically to give me a God dream. And I kept, because I kept reading about them in the Bible, because it's all over. And then I also kept hearing fellow Jesus followers telling me about their God-given dreams. So I was like, yo, God, your boy wants a dream. Your boy want to feel a God dream. Can you bless me with that? Because <laughs> that would be incredible. So after Olivia texted me, three days later, I was reading a powerful book about prayer. And it was really just getting deep, right? And it, deep in my alone time with God while my wife and my son were sleeping next to me. And I spent like four hours in and out of reading and praying and just doing some time with God in the right way, you know, and just like very just secluded and just meeting him. It was, it was great. And that same night I had a dream. So I, I had, Ooh, it's just, I can't even like, Ooh, it's just so deep. All right. So I was in the dream. I'll tell you guys, I was coming around the corner in a hospital to make an announcement into the hospital microphone. And I'll tell you this, the microphone looked just like my, I like birds podcast mic that I use. I then began to yell into the microphone. I was about to like, I was stirring up what I was going to say. I was stirring it up. I was going to yell something about Jesus so everybody in the hospital can hear how dope he is and how much he loves you and just, you know, really telling people about Jesus into the microphone like I do with the podcast, right? And right as I was about to do that, I hear a voice that says, God, you answered my prayers. Yes, God, thank you. Praise God. And I look over while I'm hearing that, it was Olivier laying in a hospital bed, six feet away from the reception desk, six feet away from another patient in the background who was blurry, and I see Olivier's arms in the air in bed. His arms up were praising God while he was looking at me, and I go over to him, and he's scruffy, and if you know Olivier, he's usually pretty clean cut, and he's scruffy, and, and he's got tubes in his nose, right? And he looked weak, man. He looked so weak. And but when he saw me, he lit up and I hugged him. And while hugging him, I saw he was watching a little basketball game, a basketball game on like the littlest screen ever on like one of those uh, food trays and whatnot that you have. So while I'm hugging him, I'm seeing that. And then, dude, <laughs> I even kissed his forehead. <laughs> I kissed his forehead. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just did it. I did it in the dream. Right. He looked so defeated and like he needed it. He needed the hug. He needed the kiss. And. Uh, he looked, he just looked so defeated until he saw me. And I heard in the dream, the word angel, right? And I don't know if he said, it, I don't know if he said that I was like, God sent an angel to him or if, or if I just heard the word angel or if I just thought it in the dream. I don't know. I don't know that part. I don't remember if he said it or if I said it or someone else said it. I heard angel though. I then wake up, right? Wake up in the real, in, in the real world, <laughs> not in the dream world. I wake up and I'm shook, right? Cause I didn't know how to interpret that. It was quick. It was vivid. It was real. Like, I felt like I saw my friend Olivier, you know, like I, Olivier uh, lives in Tampa right now. And it felt like I just saw him, you know, it felt like I just had, it was so strange. And I immediately peed because your boy got to pee a lot when I wake up and I grabbed my phone. And weirdly, I never had my phone in the bedroom with me in the morning. But that morning I did, though. 
And I sent a video message to him and I should have FaceTimed him, but I just felt like recording what I dreamed about right away. And I was sleepy. I was like still not sure what it meant. I didn't even really think about it. I just knew that I had to share it with him ASAP, you know, because it was like, I don't want to forget what I saw and I need to tell him right now. So I like made a sleepy video of me just being like, hey, I just got to tell you what happened. And it's kind of weird. And it was like three and a half, three minutes. I told him the story of the dream. And at first I saw the dream uh, when I sent the video, I kind of mentioned this in it. And I saw the dream and I was like, man, take vitamin C, build that immunity. We don't want you in the hospital. Be safe, you know. But then after I sent him that video and talked to him and really just thought about it and just kind of had a moment with like myself and with God about it, uh, that wasn't it. It wasn't take vitamin C. That wasn't the point of the dream. All right. Olivier texts me back. Wow, that's insane, brother. You're scaring me. God gave my uh, God saved my life the other day. God saved my life the other day. And when I, when I say that, I mean my soul. When I text you to pray for me, I was at the lowest point in my life. He answered your prayers and he gave me a second chance to do his will and stop being of the world and being controlled by my self selfish urges. I think that was a deliverance dream. Dude, a deliverance dream indeed. Olivier was weak on that bed, y'all. Like, only I can describe it because I feel like, I, I mean, I'm the only one that really, you know, saw it and experienced it. He was weak, man. He was pulled down by the world right now. And keep in mind, Olivier is a traveling nurse who was living the good life in California and had to come home because of COVID. His mom, who's very spiritual as well, his mom is a nurse as well. Olivier is a nurse. He was laying in a hospital bed. That is not a coincidence. God knows how to speak to people. He was weak in the bed. He was pulled down by the world. What's the world right now, y'all? Scared of COVID, right? And I tell you guys this, and I told Olivier this too. They want your mind in that hospital bed. They want your spirit in that hospital bed. That's what fear is. Fear will take you away from God. I have another episode that talks about that. Go find it, all right? Fear will take you away from God. The, the, the Bible calls fear a spirit. And I don't even know what Olivier was struggling with. I never even asked him. And, you know, it's weird as I normally would because I'm normally like curious, interested. He's my friend. I want to see what's going on. I want to see if I can help him, not just like with prayer, but with like, you know, just being a friend. And I, I wanted to like pray uh, something uh, for him specifically, but I just didn't ask him for some reason. Something just told me not to. I don't know why. I just didn't ask him. You know, you would think like your buddy says, hey, I need some prayers. You'd be like, oh, what's wrong? You know? But I didn't, I didn't need to. I didn't, I didn't want to. I, I didn't feel the need to. It's so weird. And regardless of what he was he was going through, the enemy was pulling him down. Olivia was, was away from God during that season, and it led him into that hospital bed. And God communicated to Olivier through me. And God uses people to speak to others throughout the entire Bible, y'all. What makes you think he won't do it right now? Now he's doing it with me. Because of me getting closer to him, he's allowing me to kind of have these things where I can do stuff like that. And I, it was just incredible. And by growing in faith, he is showing me more of him. And guys, me and Olivier, we met and we formed a friendship. Guess what? Playing basketball. What better way for God to communicate to him? I had a dream about all of that. And it was so short, but it was the little details that told Olivier that, hey, I know you. I'm talking to you. Dude, God is nuts. God is so powerful. God is so faithful. God is so dope. Yes, dope. God answers prayers in big ways. God told Olivier, I'm here. You're okay. Come back to me. Pursue me. I will always protect you from the enemy. Guys, follow Jesus. Every day, follow him. And if you're already doing it, keep going, baby, because it gets better. 
And not only that amazing story about the Olivier and the deliverance of the dream and just the prophetic dream, and it was just incredible, right? Not only did that happen while in Colorado, the day before that, God shined his light on me even brighter. So I woke up to a message from my dad telling me all the places in the Bible it mentions giving money to God and giving money to church and whatnot. And I think he heard on a previous episode, I was kind of hesitant to give to uh, give money to like Americanized churches and mega churches and whatnot. And I don't remember everything that I, I said on the previous episode that I talked about that. But I do also know that my heart has changed a little bit since then. And I also went back and forth with my dad about it in a positive way. And he was showing me that there's plenty of ways to give. And I kind of knew that, but it was kind of cool to hear it from him. And I do do those things. Uh, I just don't know if they add up to 10% of my income. Uh, I don't think God wants us to pull out the calculator to give, right? I think we should give from our heart. I think it says that in uh, in one of the books that Paul wrote. And it, I just don't want it to feel forced and not very genuine. So I kind of just give out of my heart whenever the opportunity presents itself. And it weighed on my heart a little bit because I do give to my church. I do give to nonprofits. I do buy people Bibles. I do donate to like GoFundMes and stuff like that and send people money whenever they're in need. But for some reason, my heart feels weird about giving a lot to a church every single week. You know, just like a set number based on uh, a calculator division of what you make versus what you give. You know, I don't know. I, they call it tithing. Uh, and I prayed about it a little bit, uh, and I think praying in my world is me just really thinking about it while talking to God and just kind of assessing what it, what Scripture says and then the way I feel in my heart. And I ask God, I always ask God, like, show me signs, of, give me, like, signs or show me signs of conviction if this if I'm not doing something right. Like, please just, just speak to me in that. And he uses other people to speak to you through that as well. So that's why this, ne- this story is actually pretty incredible. So after me and him had that conversation, I had my little time with God. I was reading that, reading a book and uh, going back and forth in prayer. Malachi wakes up. I start hanging out with him and I'm walking around with him in the house. And then about an hour later, after I get him breakfast and stuff, I get a phone call. And it's a woman's voice that I've never heard before. She says, hi, this is Amanda from Calvary Church. Are you still planning on going to Destiny Leaders Institute to pursue ministry, which is the program that I'm enrolled to? And I was like, yeah, I am actually. I start September 7th. And then she says, that's great. Because Pastor Tommy Brandon at Calvary Church want to pay for your first semester's tuition. Like, wow. I almost like dropped my phone. I was so speechless. Uh, I rambled some like stupid words and confused questions, like confused. I was like, what? You know, and uh, I felt honored. I felt overwhelmed with a blessing like on the phone call. And I got off the phone with her and I walked back inside and I told my wife and she was just shook like I was. She was like, wow, what a blessing from God. But also, man, what a blessing from the church and the church that I've been given to, you know, the the church I've been feeling, you know, the church I've been giving money to the church that I've been, you know, so. So just like my heart feels like right there, you know, and uh, the church I've been given to gave back to me, which is such a cool feeling, especially after having that moment with my dad earlier that morning. And then my church just feels different than most American churches. But also there was like this little thing in my heart that was still hesitant when I did give, you know, it was like, where's this money going, you know? And, uh, I just had like a little pocket of uncertainty about it. And then God said, boom, (laughs) pastor Tommy said, boom. And then my mind went, boom, my heart went, boom. And I don't know why they're doing this, man. I don't. It was a huge blessing. It felt incredible hearing those words from her, uh, a woman I've never heard before or spoke to before. And telling me that it was like, wow, it sounded like too good to be true. You know, like who wants to pay for your school? Wow. Uh, And I don't know. I don't know if it was Tommy enjoyed our breakfast and wants to do something nice. Uh, I don't know if it means that they believe in me. I don't know if it means they listen to I Like Birds and they're like, oh, we got to get behind this. I have no idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> there was no reason given. I just know that God has been blessing me. He's been opening doors and opening the hearts of the people that I'm reaching. So that's you listening. God is doing big things in your life too. So man, that was just incredible. I had to share that part with you guys because whoa, it really shook me. And it was like such a such an incredible thing that happened while on our little uh, five day escapade. And another thing that God did while I was in Colorado was really showed me the impact of this show. I'm going to tell you guys three different stories of three new listeners that really just really opened up my heart to just realizing, man, this podcast is so much bigger than than likes and listens and and progress. It's just it's so much deeper than that, man. This this thing is everything to me. And God just shows me like, man, keep doing it because it's working. And so while I was in Colorado, I had messages from people that really just made me feel like, wow, God is moving in their lives through the medium of me. And a friend I met while doing comedy, he was actually one of the one of the waiters at the the hotel I used to perform at. He's also a, an actor named Will Scott, and he's a passionate follower of Jesus. And he reached out to me after listening to the show, and we talked back and forth for like four days about Jesus and just different Bible stuff. And he just really loved the show, and he put some great words into the review section. He was just really encouraging me about the show and just putting on for Jesus, right? And he made recommendations to me about the Bible. He sent over links. He sent over knowledge. He even shared a prayer request for me for a future conversation he was going to have with a former military buddy who claims to be an atheist. And now she, his former shipmate, is wanting to call him and talk about God. Like, what a prayer request he gave me. What a light will is being on his former shipmate, his former friend, uh, current friend. He's still friends with him, you know. And he asked me to pray for that conversation, and I was honored. Yes, I will pray for that. And he also told me he's actively talking to his current co-worker about Jesus, who also claimed to be an atheist before she actually met my friend Will. Will, ladies and gentlemen, is an example of putting on for Jesus, man. I loved it. It, it really gave me hope and like uh, just gave me like good feeling and good energy and good vibes about it because it was like, man, this is somebody that, that's been, been doing this, you know? And they reached out to me about the show and then told me more ways of them doing it, but also like uniting me with prayer and just encouragement and it was just cool. We were just like brothers in Christ and we were just talking for like four days back and forth. And I'm going to plan on getting him on the show because I know he's got some insight, you know. So uh, look out for Will Scott in the future of the show. Uh, another friend of mine and former boss of mine, actually, uh, he was uh, my chef at Bar Taco. His name is Andrew. And I talked about on Put On For Jesus Part 3. I kind of alluded to him messaging me and whatnot and uh, really just opening his heart a little bit. And he messaged me while I was on the way there after listening to the show and he said he'd love to get lunch and talk about some things. I'm like, man, that's good because that means he's like, he's really enjoying the podcast, man. He wants to talk more Jesus. And then he kept listening, right? He kept listening and he kept sending me messages. And it was pretty awesome because like throughout each episode, he would kind of like send me something of like what he's thinking. And he thought he was bothering me. I'm like, dude, you're not bothering me. I love this. I could talk about this all day. Like this is why I made this because it's like I want other people to, to learn what I'm learning and let's talk about it, right? And he said, uh, and I quote, this was like such a powerful message. I shared it on uh, Facebook and Instagram yesterday. It says, uh, he said, it's strange. I called my mom and I told her about your podcast. I started telling her I feel guilt from being ashamed of my faith in the past and how a certain priest rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm not happy that I use that as an excuse. Uh, I'm listening to, now that I'm listening to episode six, it hit me with when you said people hurt people, Jesus didn't hurt you. And I believe it is no coincidence. Anyway, I brought my Bible to work with me so I could read it before going in. I'm grateful for your podcast, man. Did you guys hear that? Brought my Bible to work. Oh my goodness. Jesus is so good. Jesus can change a person's heart, mind, and body like nothing any man could do, right? Nobody can do that. There's no drug. There's no surgery. There's no counselor. No man, no woman can do for you what Jesus can do for you. 
whew, gets me fired up thinking about it, man. Here's one more that happened in Colorado. This one was uh, this one's really special to me, man. Uh, and we're going to see, this is going to be to be continued story of, of what I'm about to share with you guys. So I'm excited to see where it goes and see uh, what Jesus does to this young man. Uh, while I was deep in my Power of Prayer book the, the night before the dream, uh, I had a friend that I used to make hip-hop songs with named Mario. And we did music together for about like a year, maybe a year and a half. And we had some really good times together. And uh, he randomly sent me a link, just a link, a little link in my DMs about proving that God is real on a science level. And it was a pretty cool video. Uh, I thought it was good. It was very, sh- it was short. It was kind of to the point and it was great. You know, it was, it, it was what it was, you know? And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if this is all Mario watched, this isn't good. This six minute video proving God is real and God exists is great. But man, Mario has to hear about Jesus because Jesus is the only way to God. As it says in John 14, six, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And then he says again in uh, in Timothy two in First uh, Timothy two five says for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men the man of Jesus Christ. Okay, so I just don't man, I just don't get. Okay, so l- l- let's get a little off track here, but kind of in the same realm. So how do you how do you read that? And there's so many of those. I just pulled two out of like the dozen that say pretty much the same thing that Jesus is the way to God. I don't get how you read that or hear that in the Bible and then try to go through Mary as they do in Catholicism or in Judaism. They don't even believe Jesus is, is real. They don't believe he's the son of God. Like, I just don't understand how you can think the Old Testament's 100% accurate, but then the New Testament, you're like, nah, we good. <laughs> we believe that the first part of the book is right. The second part, oh no. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. It boggles my mind and I'll just, but... At the same time, those people are reachable. My friend Armani and his uh, Armani uh, kind of goes to a Catholic church, and I think he, I think he's coming over here. I think he's coming to uh, to Jesus saves. All right, I think he's coming to. Hey, I'm gonna pray to Jesus. All right, uh, but I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna have actually Armani and Kelly on the show. Uh, Armani is one of my best friends, and his fiance is really just being touched by Jesus right now. And she said we went back and forth DMing the same night. Me and Mario DM'd. And oh my gosh, she's got some stuff to share on this podcast. So we're going to have her on soon, her and uh, Armani on soon. And that's going to be a fun episode. So be on the lookout for that. But back to Mario. All right. So this was my chance, guys. God gives you chances to spread the good news. I then asked him if God is working on him and question if Mario is seeking him in this season of his life. And I told him how that decision will be the best one he's ever made and the best one he's made for his kids, the best one he's made for his family and friends that he touches for the rest of his life. Then he says... I just needed some science and math behind it. It makes more sense now. I still don't know if I believe it all went down how they said it did in the Bible, but I do believe in a higher power and we do call him God. I do need more positivity in my life. And to be honest, you definitely got me thinking in a different direction. Just seeing where life has taken you speaks for itself. Which, dude, that was a great message. Like, I felt good about it. And I was like, all right, cool. That's great. Like, it's awesome because it really just shows that we're a living testimony for Jesus. And I never want you guys to forget that. Never suppress that. Don't let your light for Jesus hide in the dark, all right? And you see that I'm very vocal. I mean, mostly because I do the podcast, but even if I didn't do the podcast, your boy going to be putting on for Jesus, all right? So here's the thing. Listen to that message, right? Listen to that message. He believes in a higher power, but he doesn't know if he believes how it went down in the Bible is true, which means Mario is open to hearing the gospel. It means he doesn't know if it's true because he hasn't read it. 
A lot of people put a belief stamp on the Bible before they even read it. Isn't that bananas? A lot of people, like, I kind of did the same thing. We're like, oh, I believe some of it. Some of it I don't really agree with. Well, it's like, you don't have to agree with it. It's God's word. It's not your word, okay? (laughs) You don't have to agree with everything it says because it's not for you to agree. The Bible isn't for you. We do things for Christ. The whole Bible points to Christ is what he says goes. He's the way to God. You can't argue with God, my guy. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's what Mario was doing or and I've done that in the past where I felt that way. I just think it's our, our lack of knowledge on the Bible, man. It's that we haven't really in our culture been told to read it. We just kind of been told to go to church and you're a Christian if you go to church. And it's like they don't sometimes they don't even really preach the gospel. I'm watching this documentary on Netflix right now called American Gospel. You definitely have to watch it because so many uh, big churches, they they they. Uh, preach the prosperity gospel where it's like you can do everything uh, God wants you to just be on top of the world and it's like the hope uh, the hope gospel and they never even talk about Christ it's like oh my gosh anyway go check out that documentary I'm going to talk more about that in another episode once I finish it I'm halfway through all right I got a little sleepy last night I uh, just got back from Colorado so I, I turned it off about halfway through because I was sleepy all right anyway I then sent Mario uh, a page of that prayer book I was reading where it said Uh, This is so powerful. Listen, guys, it says we place ourselves between another person and God becoming the uh, reconciling link for him. When for any reason we meet with God for another becoming the reconciling link between the two intercession has occurred. It might be for salvation. It might be for healing. It might be for deliverance. Olivia's dream was a deliverance prayer answered. Now Mario is seeking answers, which will lead to his salvation through me, through us, through followers of Christ. We are the, the like the, the missing link. <laughs> We're the connecting link that helps people know who Jesus is and come to God, right? So I sent him a page of that book, and we both agreed that it's no coincidence that he messaged me at the perfect time. I was literally like mid-read, and I heard my phone ding, right? And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to help somebody know about Jesus. And again, that was the only night for the whole trip that I brought my phone in the bedroom, and he caught me on the perfect night, and God made sure it happened no coincidences, right? He then sent me that he never considered going to church, but maybe he will for his kids. And he said the words I needed him to say, y'all. You ready? Listen. He said, I'm going to read the Bible one of these days and see for myself. Ding, 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 ding. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) I said, Mario, he wants you. He wants the unsaved. The word saved means so much more than a ticket to heaven. It means wholeness. It means soundness, peace, love, and self-control. Things we as humans crave that are only found in the person of Jesus. There's no other name given amongst men by which we find those things. This one-day mentality needs to stop. Did you guys hear that? This one-day mentality needs to stop. Read it. Read the book. And then he said, uh, I meant as soon as I get a Bible. Are there different are there different Bibles? Question mark or are all pretty much the same? Question mark. I like to say question mark so you guys know that he is confused. He doesn't know what he believes. He's asking questions, which is so good. I'll read it again. He said, "I meant as soon as I get a Bible, are there different Bibles? Or are they all pretty much the same?" Boom, boom, boom. Then I told him how dope Jesus was. I told him, "Listen to at least five episodes of this podcast," and I said, "What's your address?" <laughs> I then sent him a Bible, like I will for anyone at any time. Let me know if you need one. And he said, I feel positive already, and I'm excited to learn. Thanks a million, brother. And he got the Bible Saturday, and he cracked it open. Sent me a picture of it. He cracked it open. 
And I always, I always suggest with people that just open the Bible to start with the gospel, man, because that's what really like makes you so, wait, they did what to this guy? They did this to him. He was so good and they killed him. Why did they do that? And then it really just makes you find out the rest of the Bible. And then from there, your heart is just completely flipped upside down and you're a different person. And uh, I always send people either to John or Matthew. So uh, if you're listening and you haven't read uh, yet, uh, which is totally cool, you're you're in for a treat. Go to John. Starting John is written a little bit in third person. Uh, John thinks he's the best disciple. It's pretty funny the way he speaks in the Bible. Um, he's probably one of my favorite characters as far as uh, like just the way he writes. And he makes me laugh. And he's also just straight to the point. And some powerful stuff in there. I think everybody knows the verse John 3.16. So uh, go to there, go there first, and then uh, then Matthew, and then bounce around, and then go back to a gospel, and then just be on the lookout for a bird talk episode. We're going to talk about um, the New Testament and how to uh, read it properly. So I got you guys. So just be on the lookout for that. It's going to be out in the next few days, maybe even a week. All right. So anyway, Mario, I think he got the Bible and he started in Genesis because he sent me a message about Cain, and which is great. Like you can start anywhere your heart wants to start. The point is, is that man is reading it now because of stepping out and taking the opportunity to tell him about a guy named Jesus. He is reading it now. He stepped out. He sent me a link because he knew I'd like it. But he I don't know if he knew I was going to say all what I said, but I told him some stuff, man. I told him about Jesus, how dope he is. And that's all it takes, man. Just be genuine. You know, nobody's going to get mad at you for just being genuine about how you what you believe in and, and, and truth. It's really just truth, man. That's what it is. Let's not beat around the bush. It's truth. OK. It's not just, I believe in Santa. Nah, I believe in Jesus because he's real. All right. And then, so yeah, that had me fired up in Colorado. Then, man, I just went out there in the mountains and I just saw God's beautiful creation. Dude, the designer of all designers, right? He made the most beautiful planet. And I just felt the spirit of God out there so much, man. If you can't tell, so much happened out there, man. I'm going to tell you another little fun, funny story. We're on a hike the first day. We come back from the hike, about to go to our car, and we see this this uh, this woman, two young teenage girls, and then a little boy uh, riding in like a little teepee on the on the riding like riding in a journal on under in like this little underpass where there was a teepee. And then I was like, "Oh, what's he riding?" You know, I just stopped to talk to them, and then uh, she's like, "Oh, I don't know, but hopefully he's uh, saying something about Jesus and whatnot." And I just for some reason I just felt like I just threw my fist in the air. I said, "Jesus, baby, let's go!" And I got hyped because like the only people we actually stopped to talk to, the first thing she mentioned was Jesus. How beautiful was that? Tell me that's not like a little God being like, "Yo, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, young blood, <laughs> young blood. <laughs> I got you." Anyway, so that was a cool little thing that happened out there. And I just got to spend some quality time uh, with my family. Uh, me and Catherine got in our first fight in a very long time. Uh, but the fight really taught me some lessons, man. I think uh, I think it had to happen for me to understand something that was important to her heart and for her to understand something that was important to mine, which is uh, on my end, I just want to spend more time with her. Uh, just us two, you know, it's hard when you have a baby and then Noah was here and we went on vacation with some um, her mom and her, her sister as well. So it was just kind of like, yo, are we going to ever do anything with us two? And it just, I don't know, that's the way it felt in my heart. So I told her and it didn't come out right. I didn't say it right. I should have just been like, I, I want more of you. But instead I'm an idiot. And I was like, oh, I feel like you don't give any effort as a wife. And it's like, what am I doing? So I learned to actually think before I speak. Eh, I'm, I'm still going to make those mistakes. But I should have just been complimentary instead of like, you don't ever do this. So I learned not to do that. 
And then I also learned and fully grasped that uh, I need to react better to Malachi's small moments of uh, fussiness. I need to not be so bothered and annoyed by him when he does something that I don't like. I need to be more patient, more understanding, and more relaxed as a father. So like I said before this trip, I really felt like it was going to be so good for my spirit, and it was. I came back excited to share with you guys the moments I had with God out there. And I encourage you, man, uh, and I pray that you share this episode because it is one of my favorites because it just shows how much God can move in your life in just a few days. Guys, this all happened in a few days. This is a 30-minute episode. This is seven pages of writing about what happened just by loving God and just being like intentional with him and having that relationship, praying, reading, writing, doing some stuff for him, putting off for him, talking about him, you know, letting other people know that they can come to you about God. You know how big that is? Like my inbox is flooding with people because they're coming to me to talk about God, which is so cool because it's like I learned from you. You learn from me. We're building it up. We're getting that spirit going. Oh, man, it's the best. So I'm just so excited you guys listen to this podcast, dude. I want more of that in the rest in my, in my life. You know, I just want more of just helping people grow in their faith. And I'm so grateful for you. And I just want this show to reach as many people as possible, as quick as possible. And I just believe in it so much. And I even changed the description of it when I came back from Colorado. That's how much Colorado did for me, man. Uh, go check out the new description. Let me know if you like it because I think it's kind of fire. And it's bold, but the show's bold. I'm bold. So let me know what you think. Uh, or don't. Just just go check it out. And then rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts if you don't mind. If you love the show, go ahead and uh, do a little rating because it helps more people find it. And share this episode or the whole show in general with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Tell people that you go to church with about it. Tell people that you know love Jesus about it. And even people that you think are on the fence or could always hear more. Hey, send it to an atheist. Much love to the birdhouse. Have a great week. (laughs) 